Hey guys, it's Paula from the She HH podcast team and welcome to She HH, where we interview women in Christian music all around the world. It's series three of the podcast and today we're speaking to New Zealand Zimbabwean artist Cass. This is actually her second time on the podcast and we discuss her new album, Diaspora. She tells us a bit about the themes in the album. She tells us about her musical journey and it's such a great conversation. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at SheHH Podcast and share this episode with a friend. Hey, Cass. Hey, hey. How are you doing? How are you doing? I am good. I'm great. How are you? I am good. Thank you very much. I know it's been about two and a bit years, maybe three yeah. since we last spoke um, on an episode of the podcast, the CHH podcast. I mean, if anyone watching or listening hasn't listened to that first conversation, they probably should, because I feel like this is going to be a continuation of that. Mm, um, mm. But how have you been? What have you been up to in the last two and a half years? <laughs> I've been good. Working on music, girl, doing my thing. Um Obviously, before the pandemic, I was touring a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then obviously pandemic happened and got stuck at home. But just working on music, working on my new album that is dropping in a couple of weeks. Yes. So that's been that's been really fun. And yeah, that's been a, a big journey. It's been a huge journey. Amazing. I mean, we're going to jump straight into the music because this is a 12-track EP. So I have a lot to discuss and first of all Come can, we just, like, can we just thank god and Cass and her team for allowing me to like listen to the album before the launch so that <laughs> these are really specific questions to all the songs and if it was up to me i would like break down each song but you know timing so mm. not every song's going to be covered but just know that this album diaspora i'm here for it i am as, as a Boring. I am here for it. Like I actually hey. love it. It's, it's stunning. It's beautifully put together. It's like very um, handcrafted. It's very intentional. Um, I mm. feel God all over it. And I'm just so excited for some new cast music. Um, yeah, no shade, but it's been a while. It's been a yeah, no, uh, hey, no, no, no shade. It's facts. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been two I'm years. Like, no shade, but thank you. No, no shade. <laughs> Throw the shade. I just. It's been a while. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I feel like it was needed. I think I was saying to um, the team, when you listen mm. to it, you know that it was like years coming, like it was mm. worth years. Um, but before we go into that, I just want to ask, like, why the name Diaspora? Why the like blue rollout all over socials, you know, the blue mm-hmm. rose and, mm-hmm. you know, the like all the, the pieces together that we were trying to like get names and stuff from <laughs> social media. Like what was the whole plan with that? Like let's start there. Yeah. I'm so glad you started with that because that's, man, everything you said before about it's so intentional. Everything has been so intentional. So I'm glad you started with that because it kind of kicks it off. So um, long story short, 2019. So No For Sale comes out 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Touring 2019. And then I'm like, okay, I probably should start. Maybe like June, July. I'm like, probably should start working on the next album. Just kind of put feelers out there. Um, and then as I'm doing that <clears throat> in July or August 2019, um, craziest month of my life, like literally almost died like four times. Um, my bank account got hacked. Um, my bag, I just, as literally four weeks of like the devil was like, I'm trying to take you out. Like it was crazy. Um, and then to find out end of the month, someone got healed of the set. 
one of my sets. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's probably why. But I say all that to say there was a lot of really crazy things happening, a lot of positive things, a lot of great opportunities, a lot of negative things, like crazy month in July. In August, my 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 parents pretty much um, decided to get a divorce, which is a long time coming. And it was just a crazy year, a lot of positive, a lot of negative. Um, and I realized that I needed to start to go counseling um, mm-hmm. because I – I feel like, you know, I, I would be touring and I'll be on stage in front of thousands of people, like having the time of my life, just God, amazing. Go to my hotel room and I'm crying. Like it was just, mm. I was feeling things quite a, in an extreme way, extremely positive, extremely high, extremely lows. Um, and in some ways I think I was, I probably was depressed as well. So yeah. it was a lot happening. So I started going to counseling 2019. And then um, as I start doing that, God starts healing me. I go to a, a trip in Australia, I think in September. And so when I started going counseling, I just stopped working on music because I was like, man, I just need to take a step back and focus on healing. Like I just had the capacity to tour and heal. And then around September, October, I come back from a trip and I just felt God was like, I'm going to give you the name of a new album. I was like, awesome. That's amazing. And then he was like, the name is, you know, diaspora or diaspora, however you want to say it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Because I knew the normal meaning, right? Being like, like you and I being from our homeland, being in Africa, but then living in a different, you know, um, the dispersion of a different country. So I'm like, okay, that's an interesting name. I'm like, awesome, random, but cool. Like I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Then he's like, search up the origin meaning of it, like the etymology. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. So I search it up and girl, the Greek meaning. So it's three words. It's a Greek word, excuse me. And it's three words put together. And it means the three words are to sow, to Mm -hmm. scatter, and to mm. spread about. And God just starts talking to me. And he's like, the reason why I started, I made you start going counseling is I want you to heal because I want you to share your testimony on this album. And then your testimony is going to be like a seed of faith. And I'm going to use it to sow, to scatter, and to mm. spread, hence the name. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And so like from that moment to pretty much like mid last year, it was a matter of just I was going to counseling, I was healing, especially in the pandemic, I had more time. Yeah. Um, and I just, as I'm healing, I'm writing songs. And some songs took two, two years, three years to write, but it was just literally, it was like healing, testimony, write it down. Now the yeah. blue and all of that, so um, that color, is essentially I, when I was in 2016, I did ministry school at my school. I think I already told you that at my church, oh, yeah, yeah. did a year of ministry school. And um, we did this like exercise um, and this this guy called Mike, uh, Burroughs, I believe. Um, him and his wife are gifted in the, in the prophetic, and they're very mm-hmm. like they gave me prophecies that are so accurate, Paula, like that have come true. Not like mm-hmm. like oh God's gonna bless you. Like she literally was like you're gonna be an artist. Like she was it was very specific. Mm-hmm. And this one time we did this exercise where he pretty much was like, hey, pick a color, and I'll prophesy based off that color. So I remember oh, wow. saying something like, I think I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got dark humor and I think I'm just like, God's working on me. I'm a natural cynic. And I think, <laughs> I think I said something like, people were like, oh, purple. Some were like green. And then I was like, oh, turquoise. And I was like, what's he going to do with turquoise? And then he just kind of gave me this prophecy and was like, you know, blue represents depth and like depth, you know, like when you put, when most treasures are found in like in the ocean, right? So you thought mm-hmm. like blue ocean. Mm-hmm depth and God's going to begin to give you like treasures off his word or revelation off your story in the next couple of years. And, um, and it was just a real like specific prophecy and seriously, the last two years since he gave me that I've seen that come to pass in terms of like my own devotional life and then the counseling. So it's all just like super interconnected. 
So the yeah. blue really is like, like in the cover art I posted today, I'm, I'm holding a blue rose and yeah. the blue is, the blue represents my story. Like the rose essentially is my testimony. And wow. it's just like the idea of like the cover art is me. And if people haven't seen it, it's me in like um, a cinema, like six different oh, rooms of me in the cinema. I just saw it before I went to bed. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's and it's basically like the idea of it is like diaspora is my testimony, sow, scatter, and God's gonna use the seed of faith in my testimony, sow seed and scatter it. But um mm. the actual cover art in the blue rose is like my testimony, and you have six different versions of me watching, like in the cinema watching a movie, as in I'm inviting people to come into my world, come into my story. Mm-hmm. I'm inviting people to come and I guess just watch this movie of my life, of my of my yeah. story. So it's all very, very intentional. It wasn't just like a cute little, like, oh, let me pick this color. It's all very, oh, no. like, it, every, everything tell. means something. No, yeah. we could tell. We could tell. I think from the moment that you started to post, like, different things like reels and like and then you had like the letters missing and it was like but this person features and we were just like something's coming I mean yeah, I yeah, yeah. it was music related but I think we were just like what does this mean what is what are these mm. words and mm. I was I was having so much I don't know if you remember I was having so much fun in your comment section like just yeah, yeah. like a lot of people a lot of people were messaging me yeah yeah a lot of people messaging me and just like trying to figure out what it is and yeah. it was it was a really cool like I don't know if it was going to come across well but I, I feel like it did because a lot of people had a lot of fun with it Yes, yeah. I think engagement-wise, like obviously it was a whole spiritual thing, but engagement-wise, mm. it was great because I felt like people were just like messaging, like, "What does this mean?" Having conversations yeah. and yeah, mm. like I love, I love to see, it. I love to see, it. and everything makes sense when you explain it like that. For me, it feels like this this um, album reminds me of Genesis. So we had mm. Genesis in 2017, we had which was obviously the beginning, and we mm. had Not for Sale in 2018. And in Genesis, you had like everything in capital letters it was like back it was like classic cast where everything's capital letters all the mm. um song names have like really bold titles etc and this mm. is what i feel like was reflected in this that's album, cool you've gone back to the capital letters and everything's mm. like a bit more like you listen to a song and it's not just the name of the song is skin okay the, the, the chorus is going to be skin 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 it's yeah. not like, <laughs> like, yeah. kind of like listen to the words you get what this is coming from that kind of mm. thing um mm. And I love that. I don't know if you noticed that it kind of was like a return to that kind of, um, nah. sounds like different, but for me, yeah. it felt like, okay, we've gone to, vin- okay, I was gonna say vintage cast, but like, you're still really young. So it's not a vintage <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know. Thanks for that. I'm young. Love that. <laughs> you're like, I'm young. Do you know what I remember? In our first interview, we were both talking about like, you were turning 25, I was turning 23. No, 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 yeah. no. Yes, yes. 24, 23, like, yeah. Yeah, we were both like, oh my gosh, like, we're, like, actually in our 20s, like, we're, yeah. and now we're, like, like, late 20s, and I'm like, late 20s, yeah, yeah, I was like, when you said young, I was like, yes, please say that, keep saying that, I love that. <laughs> there are kids that were, like, born in 2000, so let's just Seriously. remember that, like, that's terrifying. <laughs> Sorry, that was a complete tangent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just saying that it feels like it reminds me of like the Genesis kind of era of like how you would do mm. music. And um, mm. to start with the first song that I want to discuss, actually, let's mm-hmm. let's start from the beginning. So mm-hmm. you start with, I believe, Egypt. Mm-hmm. I should get the checklist up, but you start with Egypt, and you have mm-hmm. like a spoken word piece, kind of mm-hmm. like poem. And I remember mm-hmm. that starting, and I was like, oh. Cass is really gonna go in in this thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, my eyes were open. Um, mm. Tell us what the journey of this 
um, album is supposed to be? Like someone listening from mm. track one to track, track 12, what is the journey they're supposed to go on? Yeah. Um, well, basically, um, Egypt, the, the journey itself is I'm inviting people in. And I think Egypt really kind of starts that journey in terms of like, mm-hmm. welcome to my story. Obviously, as a Christian, you you can put the dots together, you know, in terms of like Egypt, coming out of Egypt, Israelites vibes. Yeah. But also I feel um, simultaneously, it's just, it's, this album is multifaceted, like, just like Genesis. Mm-hmm. I never, the first one to say that, by the way, I've, four people have heard the album. Like and they all have different thoughts. It's really cool to hear different like yeah. um, interpretations. But um, I think the the journey of the album is really I'm inviting people in, and Egypt kind of does that. You have my grandma praying, you know, mm-hmm. in that section, which is I think is really powerful. Yes. And then um, it's just a progression of like what it is like to be in a diaspora, um, in terms of like as a, as a black woman, is essentially in a first world country. You know, in terms of Egypt coming in, I'm not where I used to be spiritually, also physically. Yeah. Um, and then foreigner, I really kind of hone in on that in terms of like, I am a foreigner in New Zealand. I'm a citizen, like, you know, practically, but I guess in terms of like just being the color of my skin, I look like a yeah, foreigner, but also like the the facet of like being a Christian um, and, you know, heaven being my home. So it's, it's super multifaceted, but yeah. I think the journey really is the first four or five songs is really just me showing you, I guess, my faith in a diaspora, but also my faith in my journey, you know, mm-hmm. clouds. My, one of my favorite songs because um, it's my testimony with God. It's like every time I look away, I, if I look to God, everything becomes clear. But then mm. around around skin and fade, oh, actually vulnerable. Vulnerable is really kind of like the game changer because it really lyrically, I mean, the song is a vibe. But it's one of my favorite songs I've ever done. Yes. But um, <laughs> lyrically, it's really just saying like part of being in a diaspora and part of my journey has been my vulnerability with God. And then from that moment onwards, I talk about really specific, um, I'm being really intentional, the stuff I talk about, skin, obviously yeah. racism and what I encountered yeah. as a child, getting bullied here in New Zealand for the color of my skin at a school that I went to, um, two letters is a song about my dad. Um, I have a distant relationship with my father and then, you know, desperate alabaster, all that. It's very, very vulnerable. So the yeah. journey is just like, I'm inviting you into what it's like to be you know, someone growing up in a diaspora also with my faith, but essentially I'm just saying, Hey, I'm going to start talking about really explicit, specific stuff in this yeah. album and the the next two to come. So that's really the journey I would say, if that makes sense. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, no, everything you were saying, these are things that I think came up as I was listening, mm. having multiple listens of the songs. Um, and I brought the questions to you because I think it's easy to see parts of a testimony but mm. when you actually hear the testimony and like, it's like, I, I entered this situation, I was in this situation, I came out of it. Or even while you're mm. in the middle of it, I think that that's really powerful for anyone experiencing very similar things, especially mm. because these are very relatable um, things that most people do experience. Um, mm. I'm going to go, I have a order, but I'm going to actually go backwards because I was cool. re-listening to our, our interview. <laughs> I was re-listening to our interview um, yesterday before this and mm-hmm. we talked about, um, and yeah, we went on a tangent. We were just like talking and I loved it, but <laughs> we, were, we were just talking. Like, yeah, we yeah, I love it. About, um, we spoke about two things. We spoke about God as our heavenly father and actually related mm-hmm. to him as like daddy and father mm-hmm. and how, Sometimes it's super cringe when you have like a not 
the best relationship with your own parents and now you're trying to mm. relate to them as a parent mm. and then we also spoke about like um I think you had mentioned like your um relationship with your pe- um your dad and mm. we were talking about that and then I remember you saying oh Paula there's going to be a song in this album that when you once you hear it you will know no way I said that it would have been two letters you said yeah. that letters it was two letters and I remember going through your Instagram when you posted about two letters and you had like um the clues that you were leaving for it and mm. I like oh maybe like this is that song like distant parent it was meant to be and on off and tell it was, was meant it? to be an office now and then yeah so like it was meant to be an office I wrote it like that's probably I think that's the oldest song on the album oh, wow. yeah it has to be I wrote it in Chris sent me Chris Howland sent me the beat 2017 or 2018 okay. and I wrote it yeah it was made for an office sale and then I I think I didn't put it on because I wasn't healed yet I remember mm. God being like don't put it on until you actually feel like you can talk about it like without um, and that's why I never put it on, but, but now I'm in, I'm in a good place with it. So yeah, it's definitely not for sale. It's definitely that's not, I'm sorry. Weird. It's definitely two, two letters. Yeah. yeah it's two two letters, letters. And I literally remember writing that down. Like, I think this is, this is it. And, um, yeah, interesting cool. you say that God told you don't post it. Like don't share it yet. You haven't healed from it. One thing that I have learned and been learning is that as creatives, you as an mm-hmm. artist, producer, writer, you we cannot create and produce from a place of like anger and animosity and even mm. just like because we don't, what we create isn't to heal. It spreads it basically. Exactly. Um, it literally gives people ammunition to continue in their pain and suffering. Exactly. As to healing. So exactly. you even saying that it needed to come out now makes sense. Um, mm. For those that don't really know, like, and of course share as much or as little as you would like, but mm-hmm. what is two letters about and like, how did you get to a place of healing where you could actually share that in a healing way? Yeah, no, I'd love to talk about it. Cause I mean, that's why I put on the album. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a good place to talk about it now. Basically. Yeah. It's, it's about my, um, my earthly father, uh, my dad. And um, I grew up, I have an incredible mother, like, my mom is my hero. She's the strongest person I know. Um, and yeah, un- unfortunately for most of, if not my whole life, never really had um, my earthly dad be present. Um, mm. And it's been a huge journey, especially being the only girl. I have two brothers. So we all, me and my siblings went through it. My younger brother had a different journey because he was born here. But me and my older brother had been going through since we were born in Africa, since, mm. you know, before we moved here. And it's been a, it's been a big journey because for so long, and I think I talked about this last time, um, I could connect with, you know, I grew up in church. My mom is an intercessor, loves the Lord, kept us in church even when we didn't want to go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> loves, yeah, facts. African mom, classic, you know. Um, and then, yeah, it really became real for me around 16, 17 years old, my walk with God. But I could never connect, like I said last time, with God the Father. Um, and it was because of my relationship with my dad. It was almost like I would see him in the same, fi- I'll see God in the same filter, God the father mm-hmm. in the same filter as my dad. And um, I think, yeah, so last time we spoke, I was still, that's when I, I probably would have been going to counseling around that time and mm-hmm. took a good maybe year of just like really picking apart just the filters that I had, you know, mm-hmm. with my relationship with, with God the father um, in terms of all the lies that I believed because of the rejection I faced with my earthly dad. Um, so it's been a journey, man, but I would say around 2020, um, maybe like mid 2020, I really feel like God, I reached a point where a year of solid intentional counseling and therapy, I reached Mm. a point where I felt like I've, I was genuinely free. 
Um, and unfortunately, even right now, there's still no relationship and I want reconciliation. Um, but obviously reconcil- reconciliation comes in two ways and it has to be genuine. And, and unfortunately, I just, just not there with my dad yet. I'm praying that it will be. Um, but I'm just, I'm at a, even for me to even say that girl to be like, I want reconciliation. That is the grace of God. That is like, I was not here two, three years ago. You know what I mean? So, um, that's what the song is about. And it's really just me. I love this song because I feel like, you know, initially, I think it was the second verse I had talked, I'd mentioned father, like my dad, but I ended up making it just kind of, if, if you have a distant relationship with your dad or your mom, you can relate to it. I love the song because in the chorus, I'm, I'm simply just saying like, this is what it is. I'm not going to deny the reality of the situation, but what I am going to do is invite God in it mm-hmm. um and the idea of two letters is like one for the old one for the new one for the old i'm not going to ignore my scars um i'm not going to ignore because they made me who i am i'm not going to mm-hmm. ignore that at the same time i'm going to make room for the new of what god could do you know i'm believing one day we'll reconcile i'm believing one day that god will and if that never happens like god is still good Bible yeah. says all things work for my good. So if that never happens, it's working for my good. If it happens, it's working for my good, whatever way yeah. God has it. But it's me simply saying, I'm not going to let unforgiveness hold me yeah. to not give into what God has for me. So it's really a song of forgiveness. And the idea of just the two letters is one, one is the old, me embracing my humanity and my scars. Mm-hmm. But one is the new, me being open to a future where we could reconcile despite all that I've been through and not giving into bitterness or unforgiveness. So yeah. that's what the song is about. And it's every time I listen to a man, I feel God's presence. And I'm really believing that people are going to get healed emotionally and yeah. or just encouraged to want to, you know, reconcile with any distant parents. And also be encouraged to actually seek out healing because I think exactly you were really intentional here. Like it wasn't mm. you had to essentially be the grown up here and say, mm. I'm not gonna sit and keep stay in this. I'm going to mm. go to therapy, heal where I can, and be mm. available so when recon- when, not if, when mm. reconciliation happens, I'm mm. my best and most available self for that to happen. Um and exactly. again, that healing, coming from a place of healing and as opposed mm. to, you know, coming from unhealing and allowing space for the enemy to just move mad so exactly honestly I just I just want to applaud you for how vulnerable you are on this album I think it's so refreshing to see mm. in a Christian artist like it's so nice I'm like <laughs> I can listen to this and actually feel like a normal human being because I'm going through mm. things and like it's mm. not all this God is good God is great because he is good mm. and he is great but yeah life definitely this stuff um mm. So thank you for that. And I think it makes sense to kind of go on to Vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is one of my favorite songs. But do not quote me because I say that about every single song I'm about to. Um, me too. Me too. It changes every day. So <laughs> my favorite song is like, I also said that about, you know, skin and prices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but can you tell us a bit about Vulnerable? You say that's a song that where it kind of changes in the track list. Can you tell yeah. us about Vulnerable? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, vulnerable is I believe in my mind when, when I think of trackless, I, it's, it's a story for me. I'm telling a story, yeah. so I think for me, vulnerable is that chapter in the book that's like, oh, things are things are shifting now, and it really yeah. I, I felt opens and uh, made room for me to be very, very like vulnerable and very authentic and just like um, it's really me saying, you know, like the chorus, um, all they see is mountain moments, the highlight reels that I show them, but God sees the real me. That's the heart of the song. And that's the heart of the album. I would say in terms of like, I'm trying to show people the real me, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited because I was, I'm, I've low key, you know, I've tried to not work on the next album. I normally would start soon, but I've just been like, hold yourself back. Enjoy this one. Enjoy this mm-hmm. moment. But I feel like I had this idea the other day. That's kind of like a part two of two letters, you know, and it's almost like this diaspora vulnerable. The song really opened, has really opened space for me to, for my next releases to be, to be even more like real and authentic and even more open yeah. and uh, vulnerable. It really is that song for this album. So I lyrically and thematically, I think it's just me being like, Hey, I am broken and I need a savior. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, like it's like this constant pull you see in the Bible, you know, I'm a Bible nerd. So I'm sorry if I go on a tangent, but you <laughs> see in the Bible with every, <laughs> with, with every character in the Bible, with every person in the Bible, you see this like push, push and pull, you mm-hmm. know, Jacob, Israel, this like on one minute, he's Jacob, one minute is Israel and God continually calling him Israel and Jacob. And I think we all mm-hmm. kind of have that Simon, Peter, you know, we all have that of like, um, some moments I'm I'm doing really well and I'm a faith-filled woman of God. Um and then some moments I'm um I need a savior. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 a hot mess. So vulnerable is really me being like, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you as listeners of this music, of my platform, of this album, yeah. that mm-hmm. I I have high moments and I have low moments. You know, one of one line that's real subtle, but my friends are gonna know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, is the pre-chorus. Um, these bad dreams ain't as bad as they seem, but I know that you're up when I'm falling asleep. And for me, sleep sometimes I struggle with it. Um, sometimes yeah. I get really bad dreams. So just I'm just being really, really authentic and just, you know, the shift of like I prayed for God to give me better dreams and sometimes it doesn't happen. But changing my mindset to be like, actually, I don't have to be afraid of these dreams because you're up as I'm falling asleep. You see what I mean? So it's like really inviting God. Um, and yeah, I think yesterday I felt God give me this really gem that I want to say that's amazing. It was like when you when you embrace your humanity it gives room for you to rely on my divinity. Oh my so when God. You, um, that's a bar, eh? I'm going to use it in a song. Like when you're you, you, Yeah, <laughs> I have to. Like when, yeah, when I embrace God, when, I'm, when I embrace my humanity, like when I'm honest with where I'm at and what I want um, and I'm open and authentic the, w- with that to God, I can rely on his, his divinity. You know what I mean? That's that's what I think vulnerable is really about. It's me embracing my humanity, but also saying, hey, as I embrace my humanity, I also can rely on God's divinity. So that's yeah. really like the depth of the lyrics, which I think is a lot of depth to it. But um, production-wise, man, Chris Howland. Um, so yes. I, I worked on the sense and like the vibe of the song, but it was a different vibe. It's actually on one of my um, uh, album mode videos. If you, if you go okay. looking at one of the earliest ones, the oh, original yeah, version. Yeah. It was like an R&B, cool beat, but it just never felt right. And then I sent uh, I sent to Chris, I was like, hey, I trust you. What do you think should change? And he just sends me this, like, the drums and the bass, just K-Trenada, just crazy, like, vibe. Mm. Uh, so Chris really, really transformed the song. Like, it was, it was really good before, and he just made it incredible. Like, yeah. so I love the song. I really like it. Yeah, you guys are, you and Chris Howland are like the classic duo. Like you've done quite a few songs together and it's Yeah, we've got got great, great chemistry. Yeah, always. Even though we've never met, it's funny. Life, right? Life in 2022. Wild. All my my favorite people, I'm like, have moments. And like, it's so funny. This is, okay, we always go on tangents whenever we speak. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) It will come back somehow. Um, (laughs) On last Saturday, so whenever people are watching or listening to this, but um, mm-hmm. I basically had the privilege of hosting a women's event. So it was like- Let's go. Ooh. That's awesome. That's, that's amazing. That is good. Get it, girl. 
I'll be trying. Um, <laughs> and it was a women's event called Renewed. And it was basically mm-hmm. about um, how we as women can be renewed after feeling super exhausted from this pandemic and just mm-hmm. overwhelmed by many transitions happening in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, young women, 20s to 30s, whatever. That's so, cool. you know, people there were like starting new jobs, moving across country, getting married, having kids, that kind of thing. It was a very like, you know, turbulent, exciting, but mm. big time in, in all of our lives. And I got exactly, I got invited to host it. And the woman who runs it, I've mm-hmm. never met her in person, but we've been social media friends for ages. No way. So we finally meet and I'm just like, oh, wow, this is amazing. The reason I bring it up is what you said about the end of our humanity is when we rely on divinity was mm. said at that event. I kid you no not. No like, That's why when he was speaking, I was like, where have I heard this before? And I realized someone, so one of the women there was speaking about how she lost her mum during the pandemic, like her mum mm. had a heart attack, she passed away, mm. and how she had this whole journey of like leaving the faith and then like coming yeah, back. Yeah, wow. And to end it off, she basically said that during that time, she learned that it was at the end of her humanity, like she got to mm. a point where I don't want to live, my mum is no longer on this earth. To the end of humanity, like I can't do anything wow. anymore. And that's where God showed up and it was complete divinity that she's still alive and breathing and mm. part of faith and stuff. And I just remember being like, wow, that's so impactful. Like in, mm. in our lives, you know, um, in John, it says that um, we will have trials in this life. We will have trials. Yeah, yeah. Take heart, you have overcome. We have victory. And like, mm. big paraphrase, by the way, no no one in the comments like, that's not what it says. I <laughs> don't know the scripture like that, but I'm, I kind of know what I mean. Um, mm. And I just remembered and was just reminded of the fact that in life, we will have these trials. These trials mm. will come. But mm. we need to realize that once we actually let go of, you know, this by humanity means I am limited here. Yeah. That's where humanity steps in. Like when the scripture yeah. says, in my weakness, your strength is made perfect. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because now no one can say, oh, I just made it because I'm strong and I'm talented. Yeah. And, like, and there's something you said, sorry, I, I'm getting really excited. because No, you're fine. I love this. I love this. I love <laughs> this a lot. You said in the last interview where you said, um, we as creatives, we as artists and creators, we need to get out of the, it's just my giftings, it's just my talent, mm, it's just my mm, skill. We get back mm. to a place of like, no, it's literally I'm being used as a vessel right now. Like my exactly. humanity has ended here because my humanity exactly. is limited. But God's mm. divinity is unlimited. So once we get to a point of this is really blessing and touching people, mm. if we get into a head of, oh my gosh, I'm so talented. Oh my gosh, I'm so amazing. <laughs> we now over um give give ourselves too much attention and too much like exactly glory. credit yeah so even yeah so it's just a, actually go back full circle no, this even is good this is good being you being healed you being in a place of i can now share my testimony from a place of it gets better you get the victory and the message mm. you're giving to people is it mm. gets better you get the victory mm. we have already overcome keep mm. going as opposed to I'm so great. I brought myself out of these situations. Because these are big stuff that you talk about in this album. Like, yeah, yeah. You couldn't just naturally heal yourself from like feeling these things about a distant parent. You can just naturally heal yourself from like racism, you know, like literally, yeah. Things, you know, you mm. have to have divine intervention to actually be mm. transformed and brought closer to who God has made you to be. So mm. yeah, this is just to say thank you for sharing that vulnerability on this album because you didn't actually have to. You didn't need to. Mm. Um, mm. And we appreciate it. so yeah <laughs> thanks girl this is good i love this this is a great conversation we always do this we always go like complete tangents and i love it i love it 
So I wanted to talk about the song Priceless featuring mm-hmm. V-Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, we're big fans of V-Rose here at GHH. She was on the second Me too. Me too. She's incredible and amazing and just such a genuine person. Like when I spoke to her, I was Mate. just like, can we be friends, please? Like, you're amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I believe this is your first time collaborating together? Yeah, it is. It's our first time working on a song together. So how did Definitely not the last. Happen? Not the last, not the last. How Definitely not the last. Yeah, Um. so we were on... Man, I can't remember what it was. I think it was one day. She was hosting like a... Um, I cannot remember what it was, but it was like an interview vibe. And it was one day myself, V, and someone else that I can't remember. I have a hard memory. Don't crucify me in the comments. But it was it was some kind of like, it was one day's platform and it was featuring myself and V and someone else. Mm-hmm. And then it was it was on Zoom. And during that, she just like private chats me. Um, she's like, oh, maybe it was Instagram. She just messaged me and was like, yo, what's your number? Let's link because we we'd followed each other we'd followed each other on Instagram, but like mm-hmm. I think we're both busy and we had an opportunity to really be like, hey, I like what you're doing. So we literally during the thing we're like you know messaging each other, and then maybe like the week after or a couple of days after, I can't remember, we ended up FaceTiming and we chopped it up for like two three hours, and we just like wow. shared each other's story. And I'm just yo, V is a vet. Like she has literally been in the industry for a hot minute. Um, she, and she stayed, my favorite thing about her, she stayed true to -hmm. like who she is and her faith, despite all that she's been through. She's been through it too in the industry. She's seen the highs and the lows of the industry and, um, signed contracts, you know, now I think she's unsigned now or she's like an independent artist. Now she's, yeah, yeah, now his own label. And what's crazy was when we chatted, she was like thinking of starting her label. So I, I need to message her and be like, yo, we, last time we chatted, you were like, God was speaking to you about that. And now it's like, it's cool to see it come true. But um, yeah, long story short, we chopped it up. And then a week after that conversation, the idea of Priceless came. And I was thinking the, the idea of Priceless is really just, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's just saying like what God's put inside me. Um, not just not just the gift, but just like the potential and um, the sound that God has given me. Like mm-hmm. the devil can't take that away. He can try to distract me and all the, you know this, that, the third with the money or opportunity or whatever. But the, at the end of the day, it drives him nuts that he can't take that away. Um, and I, I felt like V was the best person to really like that encompasses that thought mm-hmm. because she's been in the industry for what more than 10 years and has is still like not just making moves and like doing amazing things on the platform but like you said she's a genuine person she loves god um her faith is real like you know what i mean it's not just like she's not just a lot of people who've been in the industry for as long as she has been have either faded away um in terms of like their faith or or have made you know, questionable decisions, but mm-hmm. she's genuinely just stayed true to her faith. So I thought she was the best person to really take that theme and run with it because that's, that's her life. That's how she lives. Yeah. And for me, someone who'd been in the industry for maybe half as long as she's been in, it's something that I, you know, want to encompass like it's a longevity, longevity, right? Like it's about yeah, longevity, yeah. about staying true to who God's called you to be in the midst of having a platform. So that's what that's about. And I thought V just, killed it man her voice is she crazy is. she is she can rap yeah. she can sing i'm like man i want so- on every i'm gonna say i'm gonna i want on every album that's what i'm gonna say i want on every album so please hopefully that we can will, happen we will happily <laughs> listen to that you know we will message her like hey please please do it you know i know you're busy i know you've got a busy schedule but just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just for us please just make it happen please <laughs> um 
so to kind of go up from like a, a bit of a high to a little bit of a lower um mm-hmm. in terms of vibes and feels um fade so we're talking about fade the song mm-hmm. um you talk about grief for real for real and i feel like mm. after a pandemic where we're literally seeing the loss of lives like mm. in the thousands and the hundreds of thousands um worldwide this was super mm. super relatable um you in the artwork and in the um stuff you shared on social media you showed a um text message where you basically um quote it feels like there's a dark cloud over you mm. um and I feel like that was so relatable because I remember just feeling so helpless, like literally mm. hearing this person has passed away or mm. seeing like, you know, on the news that the lit cases were rising. Mm. So it was just a real big time of grieving. Like, yeah, as well. um, mm. so this song felt very, very, very relatable. Um, but I just want to know, and like I said, feel um, free to share as much or as little as you would like, but mm-hmm. I want to know what the um, experiences were behind it that made this song come to pass. Yeah, totally. I mean, you pretty much spoke for most of it in terms of it's about grief. Um, for me, my specific experiences, and I talk about it in the sick in the first verse and the second verse, um, is I I've lost my auntie. Um, so the first verse focuses on my auntie passing away, I think it was 2019. Oh no, actually earlier, 20, 2017, my first tour. Um, so literally yeah. my first yeah, my very first, like as in booked like six shows in America. Um, and I booked, I think, four shows in the UK. And literally, I'm talking like we're leaving on Tuesday and Sunday. We get a call that my auntie passed away in a car crash. And then like having 30-something hours to decide, do we go on tour? Um, it wasn't, it was obviously before the pandemic, so we could have we could have flown home. We could have taken that that time to go home, like it was before the pandemic. And then um, yeah, I'm talking to my mom and I'm I'm thinking, I remember thinking I'm gonna cancel the tour. Like, cause this auntie, like she was like a second mom to me. Like mm-hmm. it was even to this day, it's heartbreaking to think about. But, um, I just remember my mom, man, being like, no, we're going on tour. She would have wanted you. And I know her, she would have like wanted me to go on tour. Mm-hmm. And like, she loved God and she would have wanted me to complete the assignment that God had for me. Mm-hmm. So that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, as in like, that's what I meant before about like being on stage, you know, performing, doing Q and A's, taking photos and people are just so excited and you're like grateful. You're like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like you're taking your time to come and watch me perform and like love my music and what God's doing. So I was grateful. I wasn't like, you know, super, super grateful. People are even showing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, crying in, in the hotel and, and not knowing what to feel, being exhausted mentally, physically, like just, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And so I talk about that in the first verse in terms of like, you know, didn't know how much to show. Obviously, I was still mm. dealing with it. Um, and then second verse focuses on last year. So this, I, so I wrote the song because of the second verse. Um, mm. My grandpa, my mom's father, passed away um, last year. Was it May or April? Um, and yeah, that was crazy because he... That in itself, he had diabetes, but um, uh, it just happened. It was sudden. Like we we knew he was sick, and we like my mom's cousin is a doctor in Zimbabwe, has his own private clinic, so it wasn't like you know lack of resources or anything. It just like it happened so quickly. One minute we're talking to him, and I and I'm really close to my grandparents, like my grandma, my mom's my mom's parents, super close with them. 
Um, and literally we're talking on like a Monday and we're like, okay, they're going to drive them from the farm they stay at to the main city, um, mm-hmm. a two hour, two, three hour drive. And then we're going to catch up with them when they get there. So they drive, they get there, we catch up with them, um, the following day. And then we go to sleep and then we wake up and he all of a sudden mm-hmm. passed away. So it was like, it wasn't like a, we saw it coming and it was, it hit me, man. I'm not going to lie. It hit me because, because I didn't see it coming because I was just talking to him and also just like um, being a pandemic. And then on top of that, so that's the next thing, you know, I, I talk about, you know, say goodbye to my grandpa, Kenneth, um, couldn't make the burial in a pandemic. That was the yeah. kicker, like not being, even to this day, our borders are still closed. We still haven't been able to go back home yeah. and we might not for a very long time. Um, so with this Omicron variant, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's quite bleak in terms of when we'll actually give a chance to go. Um, it's one thing to lose someone, right? But then when you actually get to go to the funeral and look at the grave, there is some closure there of like, you yeah. get to like a more, and we, we still haven't got that opportunity. So I'll be honest, even right now, I don't think I have full closure. Um, but yeah, that was hard. That was a difficult thing. So for me, I had to write the song. Um, because it was a form of therapy on top of going yeah. to therapy. Um, but then what I, what I like about this, my favorite thing about it, because I realized when I was going through that, I, I, I didn't plan to write a song about grief. I actually never made, like never intended to plan it. But what happened was I realized I, I was okay. I, I need some music. I need some worship music and I'll play worship music and it, and it annoyed me. <laughs> Like, as, cause you know, when you go through grief, you're like, oh, I don't want this positive crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're like, I don't want, you know, like what a beautiful name. I love you Hill song, but I'm like, I don't want to. And I just couldn't find, I couldn't find a, um, all the songs about grief that were, that are like there are super dark, <laughs> like super, like, as in like, I'm depressed and I'm like, and I couldn't find something that was honest as in like embracing yeah. the humanity, but at the same time was hopeful. Yeah. Um. I remember. I remember literally thinking, "Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can listen to." And he was like, "Write a song about it." So what I love about this song, I'm very, very intentional about. Like, I'm trying to find my way home. Sometimes I don't know. My mind, my mind tells me, "Don't run to you," but I know you are the safest place, and grief will fade away as I run to you. So, I was just pumped to write a song that is real. And is not sugar, you know, down sugar coating or downplaying the effects yeah. and the the darkness and the hurt of grief, but mm-hmm. is also being like God. I know even if I'm I'm in this dark space, I know that you are the light at the end of the tunnel. Like it's really pointing back to God mm-hmm. in the midst of such a really difficult season, diff- really difficult oh, moment. Yeah, so yeah. that's the heart behind the song. It's it's still something that I'm dealing with. I would say and. You know, I say grief will fade away, but at the start, that little monologue, I say grief doesn't really go away, but it just kind of, the weight of it becomes weaker. And that's what the song is about. So I'm believing, you know, I have a lot of friends who've lost people in the last year even, and I'm excited for them to hear it. And hopefully that it will encourage them to be like, hey, it's okay to not be okay. Um, And just understand that God's okay with you not being okay in this season. So Yeah. yeah, that's what the song is about. Even when you said about writing it in the midst of experiencing it, I think that's really mm. powerful because um, a lot of what our testimonies are is I experienced this, I came out of it, I overcame, which mm. is a blessing and it's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mm. when you're in the middle of it, like you said, you don't want to hear the positives. Like you don't want to hear, you know, God is good. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like you're like, yeah. no, you're, it's very easy to say that when nothing has happened to you or you're not experiencing exactly. it. Exactly. 
So to actually have exactly. this written in the middle of it, I think when you are in the middle of grieving, to, to have someone else also grieving, explain mm. to you that these are the emotions I'm feeling, but I'm still hopeful, is probably mm. more encouraging and more reassuring than someone mm. who's, who feels like they've come out of their grieving period. So again, I, I'm just amazed by your vulnerability in this album and your willingness to share it um, and and also be safe with your own emotions because mm. yeah, people can, it's not always everything that you need to share. So yeah, the way yeah. you this album has been really, really beautiful and I think it will just be such a blessing to people who listen to it for real. The, the person at the end is my grandpa. I forgot to say this. Mm-hmm. So I see God's God's faithfulness, Paula, and I'm going to try to say this without, without crying, um, but literally two weeks before... Okay, I'm not going to cry. Two weeks Ooh. before... Um, uh, two weeks before he passed away, um, I just had this idea. I felt God was like, just recall them, like, just call them because I call them. I, we we used to talk like maybe like every second day, and um, I just felt like God was like, you got a studio, just just call them. And I have like twenty minutes worth of like just us having a yarn, um, and it's just really special, like just to have that. So when he passed away and I wrote the song, it was just like. Um, just, yeah, really cool to have him because I, I got them to pray for me at the end. So I've like five minutes of them praying yeah. for me. And so you hear him. If you if you understand Shauna, you can hear what he's saying. Like he's literally praying for me. And um, I still can't listen to it <laughs> um, like properly without crying. But it's just really special like to have him and my grandma on the album. So I, I see God, like God, that thought of like recording them. It makes me cry because I'm like, that was God being like, he knew what was going to happen. And now like even my mom, like that was her dad. And now she has 20 minutes worth of like, if she, like the other day it was really, I'm going to say this without crying because it was really, really beautiful. But the other day she was like, I played it for her and she was crying and she was like, wow, I think I'd start to forget the sound of his voice and to, to hear that recording, you know, it's it's just really, 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 really special. Like you can, you can hear even the way that I sing the song, some notes are not accurate because I couldn't, it's really hard for me to like, to sing. Um, cause it was, I was going through it. So some notes yeah. are a little bit off, but I, I kept it that way. Cause I was like, I want it to be real. Like this is what yeah, is, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. So yeah, it's really cool to have him on there and to have him on the album really. Yeah. And at the end you, you go, um, love you. Yeah. You say, okay, I love you. It's good to you soon. Oh, mm. my heart. Yeah. This is wow. Um, oh, that's such a beautiful song. And yeah, I was even going to touch on, um, the Shauna that you speak because mm. even, with the name of diaspora, you have like foreigner, you have like loads of stuff related to like us being from here, but also not from here. Um, Mm. And having that culture and and heritage. And then you also talk about race and stuff like that. Like you really, Mm. I applaud you. I know I've been like gushing this whole interview, but I applaud how you actually like handled these like big topics in this album. Mm. Um, Because especially after it's been a couple of years since you released something, you really could have just come back with like a bubblegum pop you know, mm. God is good, let's all smile, jump and play, um, mm. you know, type of album, but you didn't, you gave us real, and I could, I really do want to go through loads of songs, but I'll maybe just, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about um, why it was important for you to, like, touch on topics like culture and family, mm. Um, mm. race, like, you talk about mm. that in, you talk about you have like Shauna being spoken on, like, I remember you saying that you were going to, but mm. like, to hear it, it's differently. So um, mm. I just want you to kind of talk about why that was important for you to include in this album. 
Yeah, I think, you know, um, it was really important for me because number one, it's my testimony, right? And I think the last couple of years, even before, like, obviously George Floyd was a staple Mm -hmm. moment, right? Even before that, I feel like I was already on a journey of um, really understanding my culture and embracing my culture and embracing you know, who, who I am, um, being a kid that grew up in a diaspora. Right. And like, you know, touching on skin, like, I'm not, I don't know if you're going to ask a question about it, but I'll just touch on a little bit. Um, yeah, when I was young, you know, I got bullied, um, at a, at a, because of the color of my skin. And I think it really, uh, um, it really saw me become a bit insecure about not just the color of my skin, but, about my where I come from and because it wasn't welcome in certain certain space and obviously being young being a teenager all you want to do is fit in all you want to do is you know feel like you you belong right and so I feel like for a lot of my teenage years I didn't embrace my culture because every time I did either I was made fun of or I cared too much about other people's opinions and I found my validation other people's opinions so I didn't embrace who I really was not until I was at university um, and in my, in my twenties where I was like, actually like my culture is amazing. Um, and where I come from, it's so beautiful how, um, you know, God made all of us different. Like it's even the idea of like the body of Christ, right? Like God intentionally made different cultures and we all bring something, you know, one of my, a a couple of my best friends are Pacific Islander. And we always talk about how like we all bring something different to the table in our cultures. There's some beautiful, there's obviously some negative things in every, in every culture, but there's a lot of positivity and a lot of positive perspectives. And I think from my culture, you talked about why I talk about family and all that. My culture, family is a huge part of our culture in terms of like you honor your elders, you honor your family, you honor your, your language. And so for me, that was really important for me to showcase that because that is my testimony. That's my story, but that's also the story of my home where I come mm-hmm. from Zimbabwe. That's a huge staple is Shauna. A, a huge staple is Nebele. A huge staple is, you know, um, speaking your language and owning it and, and it's communication, it's love, it's, it's everything. Um, even like, you know, we talked before, it's not recorded, but we had a conversation about relationships even that like there's there's some some cultural things that come into play so yeah it's it's really this album this theme of embracing diaspora and embracing the culture that I come from is really about it's it's a love letter to my my country it's a love letter to my culture to just say hey I never used to understand this because I was bullied for it but I'm at a place of healing and maturity now where I love you just the way you are and I want to represent you um, not just to represent you well, but just to represent you and say, Hey, this is who I am. Who so, I am. um, yeah, that's what, that's what, that's why I kind of went that route of including Shauna. And it's funny because a lot of people, you know, even when I first started, I never used to make it like, not that I was hiding that I was in Bowen, but I was just like, Oh, I'm from New Zealand. And a lot of people thought I was from New Zealand. Like a lot of people didn't even actually know I was in Bowen. So that's why I was like, you know what? I need to like really make this clear. I love living in New Zealand, but I am a Zimbabwean and I love my country and I love my culture. So that's what that's that's what it's about really. I don't know if it's the same in New Zealand, but people don't really mm-hmm. understand that there's like multiple countries in Africa. So unless you go <laughs> you actually need to like be like, this is this is what we do in Zimbabwe. Like it's yeah. different from like other country, like we're a different country. Because if you don't, they have this idea now that, okay, I've met Cass and she says this about New Zealand, um, about um, Zimbabwe. So mm. all Africans do this and everywhere. Exactly. So exactly. You really have to be specific about your country because people just don't know. They and don't. 
it's so exhausting having to explain it. <laughs> if you, I feel like that's why a lot of us in the diaspora have been a lot more intentional about that, about like naming, like, oh, I'm from Congo, I'm from Nigeria, mm, I'm from mm. like learn these names. Like the continent is rich and beautiful and stunning. Exactly. Everyone is so different. Please get yeah. to know. Like it's worth it. Like, like yeah. there's similarities, but. Yeah, like very small we're very very different and that's what makes it so beautiful like it's multiple countries that are so beautiful in their own right in their own way and I think I think what's cool I I mentioned George Floyd before what's cool about you know obviously that was that was devastating what happened and it was I think for a lot of white people it really was like an eye-opener um and I have a love and hate relationship with that fact, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is what it is. But um, essentially, I feel like from that moment, I had a lot of people be like, hey, I actually want to know, which is, I think was kind of cool. The people were starting to be open to want to like know the different facets of Africa, know that, you know, there's different aspects to different cultures in Africa. So I'm just trying to own where I'm from and and just open people's eyes like, hey, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful culture and Africa in general is a beautiful continent that's like you said rich with culture so yeah oh no definitely and that's why the diaspora is so rich because we exactly assets to these new places that we're now mm. born and raised in so mm. it's, I think it's worth people caring to know because if they mm. enjoy an experience with these like new things like oh we bring food we bring language to these new countries it's mm. worth them understanding like the heritage behind that as well so exactly thank you for doing that um especially because i know a lot of your fans are white so i'm like this mm. is a big win this is really a big win <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah i have so many questions but i'm gonna ask this last one about the song about a Mm -hmm. song and then just more about like you in general um but I would be amiss if I don't mention this because this collaboration is one of my favorites to have happened in the world um on God's green earth um (laughs) Cass and Cortez is like daily (laughs) is one of my favorite songs to exist um Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that song Cortez is one of my favorites in general but Mm. he's so good hey so good or I just don't know I feel like okay and I'm gonna say this to him I feel like he doesn't realize how good he is that's my opinion he is so good he just yeah he has a bag and he just does it so well like and his bag 100 percent. um so when i saw okay there's a song feature do you know the first thing because obviously i got sent the album without the features names on it oh yeah true so you were blind all i had was the names of the songs i was listening to and i was like oh i never thought about that (laughs) i thought it was a deliberate stylistic choice you're like send it to her without yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) So let it guess, let it guess, let it guess. I didn't even know if it was the right order because I got sent this a, like a while ago. So I didn't know if it was the, I only, it was ah. only yesterday you posted the tracklist and I was like, oh, it is the like, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. It makes sense in, in the order. Um, but I was listening to it and I'm like, this really sounds like Cortez. Oh, I wonder if it's, it's him. Like, wow, like, okay, cool. And then you released, like, you started doing your like promo for it. And I was like, it is yeah. I'm like, I'm amazing. How did I know everything? Um, <laughs> Yeah, conversations mm-hmm. is amazing. Like, Thank and you. I think 
with a song like that, you did need to have a feature um, to kind of have mm. that conversation, if you like. Um, mm. What was it like kind of working with him again? How did that process happen? And yeah, just tell us about the song. Yeah, no. Nah, so I'm, I love that you mentioned Daily because the reason why I got him on is because of Daily. So Daily, obviously, if people haven't heard it, it's, it's actually one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite feature, actually, not that I said that out loud. It is my favorite feature I've ever done. Um, I just think, yeah, the verse I gave him, I love that verse and I love the song and I love what he's about. Um, but the, obviously the idea of daily is really talking about needing God on the daily, right? And like walking with him and, um, conversations thematically. So even before I thought about having a feature thematically, it's about prayer. That's mm. what the song's about. Cause I feel like, um, I think prayer for so long. I mean, I love my mom. Um, she's a prayer warrior. She's amazing. But I think sometimes people think prayer is this intense, like, you know, like the way that my mom does it, which works for her and she's amazing at it and I need it. I wouldn't be here without it. But I feel like for a lot of, for a lot of new Christians per se, like they think prayer is just like intense, like you have to be angry and you have to, you know, um, you know what I mean? Like you have to be like speaking in tongues and all these different things. And, then, yeah. and I think, I think I've learned over the years that prayer is really just a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's constant conversation. So that's really the the heart of the song. And um, I found the old version of it too the other day. It was real funny. But there's like so many different versions. And I remember thinking when I had the new version, and then um, I think in an old album mode, um, you can see me and Lily work on that little, uh, uh, uh. Like, I weren't that? Yeah. That's, that's when it was like, from that moment, I was like, okay, it's album material. And mm-hmm. I remember being like, okay, I need to have a feature on it. Like, And I remember thinking in my mind, it makes sense to have Cortez on it because daily really it's daily kind of started the journey to me. Daily's conversations is daily part two. That's my, mm-hmm. but that's my honest thoughts. That's it's good. just like daily is like, I need God on the daily conversations is like, I need to talk to God on the daily. And I think, I think in the chorus, I think I, it's your, your, you are what I want daily. I did that on I purpose. Was, okay, like to, I was going to mention that. I was going to say, if I, you did have a little like nods towards daily. Yeah. Because it was, it was me, it was me being like, and I, I wrote that first half later. So it was a different first half initially. Um, but then that was, that's what it was like in terms of not of like, it's really, I need, I not only need to walk with God daily, I need to talk with him daily. I need that conversation mm-hmm. daily. So it just made sense to have him on. And I remember we worked really hard on his verse because he sent me a bunch of different versions. But I remember I just, I really wanted it to like, especially the second half for it to fit. So he was super patient with, he was super patient with me and super like, just like on board on like the vision that I had. Um, and man, I, I genuinely love his music. And I told him, I was like, man, I'm so pumped. He's on it. It fits. If you heard daily, you'd understand like how, how yeah. much the song works. It's not just like a random feature. It's very, very intentional. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's how it works. So after I got Cortez on, we worked a bunch on his verse. He just was super patient. He sent me a bunch of amazing ideas in the end. We're both really happy. And yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. But I, I'm like you though. I say that every day. I'm like, oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> Listen, in all of these questions, it goes, this is one of my favorites. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that many favorites. That's not what the word means. But who is going to check me? I, I'm one saying the questions. Who's going to check me and make me not? Exactly. Period. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, you have so many amazing 
like collabs in this EP. Like mm. I was really going through all of them. I had questions about like working with Eris and so many other things and like how you kind of were in your R and B bag in this album. Like there's so many songs mm. that I was like, okay guys, this might be your new sound. Like not yeah. just sound but I'm like yes this is this is yeah it. I think I mean you're right I think it is I think R&B is my bag and I think I'll always have a fusion of other genres yeah. I always have like a song or two that's a bit different but I think for me R&B feels like when I was working on the album I was like I think I've found like the sound like this feels like this is it that's good oh, love mm. that I love it um I'm like Okay, so, I mean, you mentioned a little bit that, like, Cloud might be your favourite song on the album. And this mm-hmm. kind of feels like when you ask a mum, like, what's her favourite child, which you shouldn't do. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents, parents be choosing their favourites anyway, so you can you can choose your favourite. But um, do, you have, <laughs> do you have a favourite in this in this um, album? It changes every day. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, it changes every day. But I think... Hmm. In this moment... Right now, clouds. Um, when is this dropping? By the way, how much can I say? When is this dropping? Well, this will be after the album's out, so the album. Will be clouds out. comes out on Friday. First single. Oh, yeah. okay. And so you put on socials. Maybe I should drop something on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks she's slick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we all do it. Every time you see an artist say that, they're capping. They've submitted it. It's, a, it's on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. They're capping. The weekend, for the weekend when he was like, hey, let me drop on Friday. It's already it's, it's already added. But um, I, I would say clouds because um, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier or not, but I actually, when I was writing the song or the album, really, I had a dream and it was the first single. So like I'm big, like I said before, I believe God speaks to me in dreams. And so mm-hmm. that felt like it was God being like, you need to finish this song. It's going to be the first single. And I think it just lyrically for me, if you were to be like, what's the heart or what's the heart of my testimony? Like mm-hmm. in terms of lyrically, I think Clouds is the best example of that, of all the songs. Because, you know, like there's just so many little nods that if you don't know me, you won't fully get it. But if you know me, you get it like that. You know, my heart is still beating for you. That is so... That's a major line because I was suicidal when I was a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, you're walking with me, you're beside me. It's that idea of like daily conversations. Like, so it really encompasses like my whole story without being super explicit, but my whole story in a nutshell. So I say clouds is probably my right now, probably because I'm dropping on Friday. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> but, um, clouds on the mind. Yeah, I'm, lis- I'm listening to it every day and just trying to like, you know, sending it to people and things like that. But um, yeah, it, it changes every day. I don't think I can ever have an actual like, this is my favorite. Egypt is a favorite, obviously. I think it's it's a great intro. Yeah, yeah I great. can't pick, man. I can't pick. But right at this moment, it's clouds. <laughs> love it. I mean, I'm very interested in seeing what other people's favorites will be because I feel like everyone will pick out what's, something What's different. your favorite, by the way? Because I sent it to five yeah. different people. You're the sixth person. <laughs> and they all had like different ones, which I think is a good thing. They all had different. Um, the one thing they all did say, though, so all five of them were like, I love this song or this song, but they're all like, Clouds is one of my favorites. So it was Clouds cool to see favorite. that like, was cool to see that like consistency in terms of, it was it was the one song everyone was like this is great um so yeah what's what's your even right now if you can say what's your like top, so okay hmm. or top three what's your like yeah i'm interested okay, to hear three. top three is priceless mm-hmm. um conversations and maybe mm-hmm. two 
Cool. Yeah. Let's go. That's a good number. Yeah. That's a good top three. For vulnerables up there as well. So is Fade, Skin, Ah, oh, Skin, the first time I listened to it, I was like, yes, I'm a black woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I was going to say, what, what was your reaction to Skin when you first heard it? I literally, I remember because I was, um, I was in my room and I was packing, because like, as you, like off camera, we were talking about how I moved mm-hmm. out. I was packing mm-hmm. and like Skin came on. I was like, I'm a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, my melanin. I was like, yeah. That's right. (laughs) I was so gassed. Like I was like, okay, Cass, you did that. Like it was just like beautiful to experience, especially knowing Mm. that the audience that will hear this have maybe not seen a black female. Okay, because a lot Mm. of black female artists are great at doing this, but a black Mm. female shout about being Mm. gorgeous brown skin mm. woman so that mm. was just very liberating for me um so I enjoyed that a lot <laughs> a lot mm. um yeah no the whole album is amazing I think for different situations at different times I would ex- I would choose a different song I think two letters That's cool. because of that conversation we had um mm. just because while you were healing I was also going on my, along my own journey I think we talked wow. about wow like, yeah I think before. we did yeah I was gonna say I think you went through a similar yeah like I think and you we did about yeah. daddy thing and how we were yeah. both like oh Grace like why are you calling God daddy like you're such a big yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was fine with Lord and Savior he was fine with God and you're like oh my gosh my daddy like my heavenly daddy okay I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie till this day I still <laughs> this still doesn't like like I think the best I can do is dad sometimes, but just by myself. I definitely wouldn't like lead worship and be like, Daddy, and that still doesn't like and all power if, if you do it and you're listening to this and you're watching this, I'm not dissing you. All power to you. I love that you can do that. Bless your bless your heart. Just for me personally, I probably just can't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> childhood trauma, childhood trauma. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> we were just cracking up. And it made me laugh because I was like, we're laughing at this, but we both know that, that we're both going on journeys to like recover. And we exactly have. And yeah, for, I, I still believe that we don't need to be, you know, down saying daddy to like feel like we've healed. Mm. And I think mm. that's the reason two letters shouts out to me because you can actually mm. have relationships with family members who are very much physically present, <laughs> but mm. they are very mm. much distant. And so mm. I think even myself, when I was listening to that, the reason I said that at the time it was two letters was it felt very real to how I was experiencing at the time. Yeah, wow. And, you know, sometimes I experience like joy and happiness and, you know, we've talked about like me being happy in a relationship and everything. So mm. then I'm like, oh, mm. let me pick a more happy song because I now feel that more as my prominent feeling. Um, yeah, yeah. So people listening to this will definitely come out with different songs because everything mm. is relatable, but just a different stages mm. of life. So it should mm. be interesting to hear what people say, I think. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear um, what people have to say because I just, yeah, like the people that have heard it, like yourself, have just had different, it's been really cool to hear, have different perceptions. And mm. some of them obviously are white, some are black, so they have different favorites due to that and different some of male female mm-hmm. so it's cool just to kind of hear you as a black woman as well like your thoughts on skin because that was it's really a love letter to us you know and it's really cool to hear that that's really cool i love it i love it okay i don't want to end but i'm just like so <laughs> aware of this is so long but it's okay um, 
I definitely wanted, like I said to you, like this is obviously really big on the e- oh, the EP, the album, um, mm-hmm. and getting people to like you know really understand the the thought process, the experiences behind it. But mm-hmm. I'm also very big on when I speak to artists, reminding them that you're beyond just being an artist. Like you're a human exactly. being, you're a person, mm-hmm. you're by God. So I would love to give you space to just kind of talk about how you are, how's life mm-hmm. for you, how's family, how's friends, how's relationships, mm. <laughs> how's everything. <laughs> I'm laughing because for everyone watching, I wasn't sure that we, we had a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked before. Um, it's been a great conversation before. Life. <laughs> how's mm-hmm. life in general? Yeah, life is good. I'm not even just saying that. Like, I feel like this is the first time in a while that I'm actually beating it <laughs> in an interview. Um, life is really, really good. I think, yeah, like this year started off really well. Obviously, about to drop an album, but mentally, emotionally, physically, I lost heaps of weight. <laughs> um, I'm yes. in a good place. Uh, I know, girl, I'm in my fitness bag. I love it. And um, yeah, I'm in a good place. I'm still going to therapy. There's some new stuff. Um, I'm gonna. I can't, I can't remember if I said this on air or not. If I said when I said the statement to you earlier, if it was in private or, but basically, just for the for the sake of saying it, first time ever saying it as well publicly. Um, Diaspora is part one of a trilogy of albums. Um, oh, yeah. So it's the first first album of three albums that are going to be by my testimony. So that's why I'm still in therapy and God's healing me. And there's more stuff I got to say about my story, which is really cool. Um, but on top of that, you know, life in general is really good. My family's doing really well. We just renovated our house. Nice. Um, it's really, really good. And my mom, man, she's doing really well. It's been a rough couple of years, obviously, with the yeah. stuff with my dad and family stuff but I feel like the last six seven eight months God has just been so faithful bringing like peace um and we're all just in a really good space my brother's about to start university wow, um, wow. yeah so it's yeah which is crazy to me because he was born in 2003 so it's like he that was, makes he was born legit, five minutes ago <laughs> legit like he was a fetus 10 10 days ago so it's just like it's like you're going to university what like it's got a deep voice and talking to girls i'm like what the heck what is going on <laughs> like you know um but now nah, man i'm totally in this putting his business out there i'm sorry buddy <laughs> but um nah nah like I'm, I'm i'm in a good space i am yeah i'm in a really good place and i think i'm excited for this year to see what god's gonna do um i'm producing for other artists as well i'm like um reading books you know um cooking like i have a life outside of this and i think i'm in a two last time we spoke i definitely hadn't had the whole um my life together regarding like music was my life which is good Mm -hmm. but i hadn't had like boundaries on like i probably was a workaholic and things like that but now i'm at i'm in a good space where i have great boundaries and yeah, life is good. Relationships. I said to Paula beforehand, there is no man right now. I am healing. God is so working on what me. What I'm hearing is. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, you're in a Jada Pink advice, red table talk. Is that what we're doing right now? I'm <laughs> what I'm vibe, hearing. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's amazing. I'm so glad, Cass. That makes me so happy. Um, honestly, yeah. so happy. And I think one thing I've loved about this interview is you've been a real big advocate for therapy like for christians mm. and i think mm. there's so much taboo around that um and i think around the time we started to, that was what 27 no 2018 okay. mm-hmm. 2019 december and mm-hmm. that was around the time that i was like 
So I think I started therapy 2017 or 2018. But mm-hmm. when we had conversations and you were like, oh yeah, I'm thinking of doing this, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do that too because I want to heal. Yeah, well. yeah, so yeah, that's cool. Having, having you like publicly like talk about it and say that, okay, this mm. album came from a place of I can actually heal now because I've done the work of working in Christ, working in the word and also going mm. to therapy is such a big advocate for what so many Christians actually need but have been too scared to Legit. do so thank you <laughs> can I just say just to add a tangent um like so God kind of showed me like Jesus kind of models a form of therapy mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane so he like before he had a conversation with God like we all talk about how he's like oh you know take this cup from me not my will but yours be done like we all quote that but just before that he has this conversation with the disciples I think it's in Matthew 26 or Matthew I'll, I'll, I'll add it in later but he basically um he has this conversation with the disciples his like all the three of them is in a inner circle Peter James yeah. and John and he says something like he's like um I am overwhelmed to the point of death and I'm filled with sorrow. And mm-hmm. it's like such a dark, like, you know, when you really like point it out, it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. but that's our savior. Like our Messiah said that out loud. And what is that? That's therapy. Like you're talking to someone mm-hmm. and you're honest, you know? And then he, after that, then he went to God and he was like, not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. And I remember God showing me that and was like, that is so important that you you can sit down with someone. Obviously, back then there were no therapists, but now you've got paid people who professionals that you can sit down and be like, "Hey, I am overwhelmed." Yeah. You know, like I'm. Jesus really modeled that. Like, and yeah, I think yeah. we don't talk about that enough. Like, he actually modeled a form of therapy in the That's Bible. Good. So, who are we to think if he's the savior? Never sinned, never made a mistake, died on the cross for our sins. Who are we to think? We don't need to do the same thing. You know what I mean? So I'm not just an advocate. I believe it's biblical. I believe it's in the scripture. And I believe that like everyone needs it. No matter we had a good childhood, bad childhood, Mm -hmm. life is life, man. Especially the last couple of years of this pandemic. Shoot, we all need it. (laughs) We all need it. Listen, do it online if you need to. Because I was listening back to our last conversation um, where Mm -hmm. I asked you what you would like your legacy to be. And obviously Mm -hmm. you gave a really nice Christian answer. (laughs) What did I say? What did I say? I can't remember. Nice Christian answer. Um, You said you would like people to know you as someone who genuinely loved God and helped people point back to God. Um, That is a great answer. That's a great (laughs) answer. Like, no yeah. um, yeah. but I would just love to see like has anything like obviously not changed because you still want to do that but has anything been mm. added to that like what would you like to be remembered by yeah I think I think it's the same but it's evolved like I think now it's it's more specific as in um yes I want people to remember me for loving God and all that and but I also want to like I want people to actually be healed Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I think obviously when you think healing, you can think sickness, but I'm not talking like emotional healing because I've, I've gone through emotional healing the last couple of years. And so like, I want people to be able to, in whatever shape or form, whether it's my music or it's this interview or it's, you know, what I tweet or whatever the case may be, I want people mm-hmm. to be able to like genuinely be pointed towards emotional healing. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like, you know. Once again, like God's really been speaking to me about like, we, you know, you get saved, salvation, amazing. But a lot of people have salvation, but they're not free. Mm. Like they have salvation, 
but emotionally they're not free emotionally they have a lot of baggage and it's the sad thing about baggage man a lot of it is not our fault you know childhood trauma stuff that happens to us we didn't choose it it's not something that we like we yeah we chose so um i feel like god's really given me just a just a revolution in my mind and a revelation of like you know he doesn't he doesn't just want me saved and christian speaking christianese he wants me to be free he wants me mm-hmm. to be whole and so that i would i would say it's the same thing i want my legacy to be to point to god and people to want to be close to god but i would take it a step further and say to actually be emotionally healthy mm-hmm. and to be emotionally free um because yeah it's funny, like I was saying to my friend the other day, I was like, man, the counting that I've done and where I'm at today, it makes sense that I'm not in a relationship because I feel like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been ready. And I still, even right now, I don't think I'm ready because I'm still like, there's a lot of stuff that's ha- that happened to me that I got to like be able to heal, to get healing from. So that's what I would say. I would add, I would say the same thing, but I'll go a step further and say, I want people to whatever, whatever way that they see me or whatever platform they hear me on that they would be pointed towards actually being emotionally healthy. And this is for Christians and non-Christians, for everybody, mm-hmm. pastors and leaders and, you know, people that serve in different teams, no matter what, where you are in life, I just want you to be able to be emotionally healthy. Cause you, I found the more that I've become emotionally healthy girl, the more that I can hear God mm-hmm. clearly, the more that I can see God and everything. And I just couldn't see that before because of all the filters. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say step further legacy, point people towards God, point people towards, you know, God's purpose. But I would say even more a step further just to be emotionally healthy. I love that so much. And isn't it great that as we progress in life and get older and stuff like that, we learn Mm. more of how to, or more of like what that vision is even more like precisely because it's like, yeah, you know, let people know about God, lead them to God. Then it's like, lead them to emotional healing in God. Then it's like, as you live it, you start to like, it gets more and more like tunnel vision and clearer. And it's exactly. So Mm. thank you. Thank you so much. Like, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being your authentic self. Thanks for having me. Thanks for allowing me to like, Hey, can I just say thanks for being a safe space? Like, um, (laughs) not many interviews are like this. So thank you for actually being a safe space. This, This was fun. Oh, thank you, Cass. No, that's what CHH is all about. Like, we really want to know the artists and as, mm. as people, which is why I asked. Like, I think, yeah, we we enjoy your music and we're like, when's the new album, Cass? And everyone's like, when's the new album, Cass? But it's like, hey, how's that doing to make the new mm, album? You know? Yeah, so, exactly. Thank you, thank you for doing that. At, at least now I hope you see why I took so long. Like, yeah. it wasn't just like me, you know, not wanting to release it. I had to, <laughs> I had to get healthy. <laughs> I love what Adele said. Shout out to my girl Adele. I don't know her, but I'm just gonna call my girl. But shout out to my girl Adele. She was like, I think someone, yeah, someone, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Eh? Like, this is my phone. I'm texting yesterday. Now, but like, I love what she said recently. Someone was like, why did you take so long? What, five, six years, or whatever? And she's like, well, I was living life. Like, I can't just give you, like, she was like, I can, I can never just give you TikTok songs and, and no shade to people who make TikTok songs. No shade to that. But I, I related because I was like, I'm the same. I can't just give you, like, what you said before bubblegum pop I can do it I can make a bubblegum pop in 10 minutes that's not hard for me I wanted to give something that is real that can actually inspire people and encourage and people can relate to and that you know fortunately and unfortunately takes time yeah no and it's worth it it's definitely worth mm. it I, I, I low-key feel bad because I was definitely at the top of the list of people being like Cass where's the album <laughs> 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 Paula was in my DMs every oh, couple of months 
was like, do you, do you I almost me? blocked you. Now I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm I loved like, it. It made me laugh every time. I was like, man, she cares. I love that. Well, I, I would always try and be like funny with it, but I was so annoying. I'd be like, yeah. do you, do you know I used to do music. That was so great. Do you remember? <laughs> like, and it would kill me. It was killing me. It was funny. I loved it. I honestly loved it. Because it's my sense of humor too. So I was like, yes, girl. I'm yeah, so keep me accountable. Keep me accountable. No, I'm very glad it is your sense of humor because you could have been like, who is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> block, block, block her. Block, yeah, block. yeah. Restrict, <laughs> block. <laughs> and I'm just there like, tying away. And you're like, not seeing a single thing. No, honestly, <laughs> I think it was worth it. And I think people listening to the album. So you think it was worth it? Oh no, yeah, no. I literally said to the team, like in the group chat, okay, the interview with Cass is coming up. Just want to say the album, waiting for the album was worth it. Like said to the boyfriend, cool. said to everyone, like this mm. it was worth it. Like, and they were all mm. like, if you say it was worth it, it was because they know mm. I'm a fan of you. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. Like, Genesis, like it came out yesterday. So <laughs> let's go. They knew, they knew, like if Paula's saying it's worth it, like it's mm. worth it. And I'm very mm. excited for like the whole world to experience like your last few years in mm. a twelve track EP, not EP, twelve mm. track album. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think this is a great place to end and just yeah, just have people really enjoy the music and understand mm. you a bit more as well. So thank you, mm. thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. I'm excited to hear it. Excited for this to come out. And yeah, once again, you asked some great questions and I think people are going to get to really understand a lot of the stuff based on it. So, dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, make sure to leave a like rating wherever you're listening to this and to follow us on Instagram at SheHHPodcast.